Thank you for listening to Servants for Christ. In all that we do, in all that we say, we want to give glory and honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning us in as we get into the wonderful Word of God. For the next few minutes, let's take the beautiful Word of God and share it with each and every one of you as we have a sense of anticipation to take the Word of God and to listen to its truth for each and every one. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. I'm Daryl Bailey, Servants for Christ, as we get into our morning message, the straight line of truth out of Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 23. The Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Other words, truth, wisdom, learning, and good sense, they're worth paying for. But they're too valuable for you to sell. Father, Lord, we know, God, that you will take uh, this day. And Lord, as you take our Holy Spirit and direct us, illuminate our mind, lead us in the way that you'd have us to go, that would be a witness to you. Give us the eyes of understanding, wisdom in our inward parts. And Lord, I pray God that we would always be spirit conscious and listen to the voice of the spirit and obey what it tells us. May it dominate us. May we not walk after the flesh, but after the spirit. And Lord, I trust the Lord with all of our heart that we'd lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him that he may direct our paths. And Lord, thank you that the word of God shall not depart out of our mouth. May we meditate therein day and night. And Lord, I pray that you go before us. Thanks be to God who always gives us victory and gives us the, the blessings that only you can give to overcome the temptations of life. Thank you for the reading of the word of God and we ask your blessing upon it in Jesus' marvelous, mighty name. Amen. I'm glad when we read this, we look at four commodities that are not cheaply acquired. They come at a great price. In fact, these priceless treasures of the great purpose of Proverbs because godly parents make the teaching of these jewels a priority in all families. God's word is truth. We receive wisdom through God's word. His word corrects our sinful nature. It gives us understanding, teaches us how to live successfully. Instruction and discipline comes through our chastening. We must be willing to pay the necessity price 
in order to get the correction, in order to learn to control our desires of this flesh, to obey God's holy word, we must spend our energy, our effort in these four valuable commodities. Amen. I'm glad he said, buy the truth and sell it not. Also, also wisdom and instruction and understanding. And so truth, wisdom, understanding, and instructions are a, a must. Here as we look and we realize, I was uh, looking at a man one day that was riding a bus, reading his Bible, and every now and then, he had shot glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. And a skeptic began to hear him over there, and he asked him what he was reading. And he answered, I'm reading the Bible. And how God parted the Red Sea and let the Israelites cross. That was some miracle. Well, this person did not believe everything that the Bible tells you. The truth of the matter is that it was not the Red Sea they crossed, but the, the Reed Sea, which is only about six inches deep. So it was not a miracle that man was telling him. Well, the man nodded in disappointment, but he kept on reading the precious word of God on the bus going down the road. Finally, that man walked away feeling proud that he had set the Bible reader straight. Suddenly, as uh, he walked away, he heard that man again over there. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hearing this, all of a sudden, he went back over there and he said, what is it now? And the man jumped up. He pointed at where he was reading in the Bible. He said, here's the real miracle. God drowned Pharaoh's army in six inches of water. And so, you know what? I'm glad that the Bible tells us, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. And I'm glad that the question in Genesis 18, 14, is there anything too hard for the Lord? The answer is given in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there's nothing too hard for thee. I think of the children of Israel that crossed the Red Sea. There were anywhere from three to three and a half million Jews that crossed that night. <clears throat> It had been calculated that many people, for that many people to cross in one night, they would have to cross 5,000 abreast, which would have required God to open a path in the Red Sea three miles wide. For 40 years, God sustained them in the wilderness. That number would have required a camping, a camping area of 750 square miles, two-thirds the size of Rhode Island, and it would have required 1,500 tons of food per day to keep them from starving. It would have taken two freight trains, each one mile long, to haul in the daily food supply. At today's prices, it would have cost four million each day to feed them. It would have required 11 million gallons of water for the bare necessities of drinking, washing, etc. each day. This would take a freight train of tank cars 1,800 miles long to haul in that much water each day. Who supplied the food? Who supplied the water for the children of Israel each day for 40 years? 
It was God. And you get the idea that there's nothing too hard for God. But Solomon says, by the truth, by the wisdom, by the instruction, and by the understanding. What does it mean? The word by is the Hebrew word kwanah, spelled Q-A-N-A-H. It means to acquire. It means to possess. It means to obtain. Much of the time, much of the energy, much of the money spent today by people are to gain more money in things which eventually rot, which are eventually lost, which are eventually spent. But Solomon's counsel is a challenge to keep our priorities in their proper perspective. We're to do our best to possess wisdom. We're to do our best to possess instruction. We're to do our best to possess understanding. And we're to do our best uh, to possess truth. What is wonderful is the fact that you can have these things without buying them, for they come from the Lord. James chapter 1 verse 15 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. When you have wisdom in your life, you're going to enjoy spiritual and also temporal blessings. And so Solomon says, buy the truth. And I'm glad that the word truth involves the word emet, E-M-E-T-H. I'm glad it's the Hebrew word, which means faithfulness, reliability, stability. We strive to have all of these in our lives. We uh, try to do all of the, the right things to uh, at work. And uh, we try to do everything. Solomon says that it's a wise thing to do that a person who accepts discipline, counsel, and correction is on the path of growth in life. They're going to make some good choices. They're going to show the, good, the value of good counsel. And I'm glad the fact that a person obeys instructions and warnings demonstrates wisdom. If a person refuses or rejects correction or counsel and uh, they go astray, it demonstrates that they're foolish and that they have problems with pride. And so Solomon set the place on instruction. He said the word instruction has the idea of teaching counsel, discipline, correction. And so we've got to hold on tight and get a firm grip on instruction, amen. Don't let the value of counsel or correction be lost. I'm glad that every one of us, when we go through life today, that we can learn about instruction, amen. We can learn uh, about uh, truth. We can learn about wisdom. We can learn about understanding, praise God. I'm glad that many of us have gone from the virtues to values. And in the generation today, there is so much talk about values. Boy, everybody has values. Why the, the crime in America, the worst evil people in the world have values. Everybody has values. But it's not values that we need. It's virtues. There's a difference. Values come from individuals who just decide what they want to believe. And uh, you know what? Uh, I think that it may be a value, but it, sometimes when we look at, uh, when we've gone from virtues to values, that we've gone from the truth to the facts. And so we've come from truth to facts and a generation today that does not know the, how to do the difference between truth and facts. 
Facts deal with knowledge, and knowledge may double, but truth, listen, truth is one of those things that uh, is settled in all eternity. When we listen to the Word of God, and we see about buying the truth and selling it not, we realize that the casualty in modern America today, around the world, is that truth has been sacrificed on the altar of pragmatism. Boy, I'm going to tell you something. When we look uh, as all of the things that are happening today, there is so much knowledge that's going out. There are so many things that are on the internet that are accessible. There are so many things that people are learning more and more about a knowledge in all the things in America today. But you know what? No matter how much is accumulated of knowledge from creation uh, till now, through all the world, the difference between facts and truth. Facts are like a recipe. Truth is the meal. When you digest the truth, it'll change your life. That's the reason that Satan's chief tool in trade is a lie. And so, Jesus, speaking to a Pharisee of his day, said, Ye are the father of the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and now watch this, and abode not in the truth, and his motive is murder, and his method is a lie. And then Jesus said, Because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. You know what? I want to talk to you about three things about the straight line of truth. The straight line of truth, amen. And when we look at it, first of all, we must prize the truth. We must uh, prize the straight line of truth. Truth is something that's indispensable. Young folks all around, listen, it's absolutely, totally indispensable. Why did God write a book? The Bible calls it the word of truth. The Holy Spirit, uh, as he takes the Holy Spirit, he called the Bible the spirit of truth. And our Lord and Savior, the Messiah, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And I'm glad that the church is called in the Bible the pillar and the ground of truth. What did the Apostle John say as he wrote this, the epistle? He said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And I'm glad that when you and I go out, that there's no greater joy than the truth, than to hear the truth. And so truth is indispensable. Truth is something that's absolute. And I'm glad that all of us, when we look, do you know what people accuse folk, uh, people of, of going through today in the world? That uh, each and every one of us uh, need truth because it's absolute. We're living in a day today where the idea of absolute truth is being changed. The society calls itself postmodern. They want to change the Bible. They want to change the pronouns in the Bible. They want it to fit the way they want it to fit. They want to change everything in the world. They want to change the gender of people. They want to change their children because the only way that they know is they start young with them. And they start it in our schools and they begin to uh, tell them the lies that straight come from the devil's hell. And I'm going to tell you something. We need the straight line of truth, the straight line of doctrine, because when you get a crack in your foundation, you've got a problem while your termites and insects can run down the crack. But when you measure the truth 
when you measure the doctrine of the word of God by the straight line of truth, you'll never falter and you'll never fail. And so the truth is indispensable. The truth is absolute. And the truth is attainable because the Bible has the precepts of truth, praise God. Every one of us, I'm glad that uh, the, the precepts of truth, Jesus in John 17, verse 17, he's praying for us. And he says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. I'm glad that every one of us, we've got the precepts of truth. Jesus is the person of truth. Because in John 14, 6, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth that makes any other truth true. And so I'm glad that when we look at the word of God, not only has the Bible the precepts of truth, the straight line of truth, but the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And Jesus said when he talked about the Holy Spirit coming into the world in John chapter 16, verse 13, how about when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you into all truth. And so I'm glad that each and every one of us, that the Bible says it'd be better for you not to have known the way of righteousness than to know it and then not live by it. Maybe we ought to put a sign on the church doors. Danger attendance here at Bethel Cross Baptist Church may be dangerous to your spiritual health. It may be, friend, it would be better for you not to hear the truth than to hear the truth, to learn truth, and not act upon the truth because truth is something that's attainable. And so there must there are three things about the straight line of truth. Number one, we must prize the truth. But number two, we must purchase the truth. What I'm saying is, listen, when we prize the truth, but now we must also purchase the truth because he says, buy the truth, buy it. Salvation is free, but you pay a price to have truth. Truth is costly. I'm going to tell you what it's going to cost you. We're hearing all of these days, the truth will set you free. The truth will make you free. That's only part of the truth. And part of the truth without all of the truth is untrue. You know, the script. if you take scripture out of context, you miss the whole thing. But let me give you a verse where Jesus said, the truth will make you free. And by the way, you might even want to turn to it over in John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. Did you hear that? Listen, truth alone does not make you free. First of all, you must believe the truth. And the Jews believed on him. And you must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Once you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, it's done. No. Then he says, continue in my word. Are you finished then? No. He says, then become a disciple. The word disciple means a learner. And so be a disciple indeed. Now, a lot of disciples in name, if you were to ask, how many of you are disciples of Jesus? Well, I'm a disciple of Jesus. He said, be a disciple indeed. And then he says, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You see, when you believe the word, when you believe in Jesus, when you continue in the word, when you become a disciple, a disciple indeed, then you know the truth. And then you become free and liberated. There are a lot of people today who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Even the demons in hell believe in, the, in Jesus. And you're 
going to heaven, but friend, you're not liberated person because you have never really absorbed the truth. You've got to step out on faith and take God at his word. You've never taken time to purchase, to buy the truth. And the word in that sentence, that is the rub. Because, listen, a disciple, another word that is uh, that each and every one of us, not only a disciple, but discipline. People don't like discipline because they have a generation who wants to be free. They want to do whatever they want to do. They don't care what somebody else tries to tell them. They don't care what their mom and dad tell, tells them. They don't care what the pastor's preaching about. They want to do what they want to do. You see, truth as restricting you and I as discipline restricts us. And so when we look and realize that discipleship is costly, it costs time. It's going to cost you precious time, the cost that you're going to have to pay. You're, uh, I'm glad that time is precious, but it's not as precious as truth. And therefore, every one of us, do you want to buy the truth? It's going to cost you some time. And most of us won't pay that price. We don't want to pay the price, the simple price of time. But listen, that's one of the lowest things on our priority this morning. We wake up a little late. We hurry through the morning. We read through this and that. We get into our scalding hot coffee. We rush out the door and we say, well, Lord, bless this mess. No, it's going to cost you some time. I'm glad that every one of us, not only does it cost time in discipleship, it costs discipline. And I'm glad he said, by the truth, sell it not also wisdom and instruction. What instruction means? Actually, the Hebrew word really means self-discipline. When you pray for wisdom, and you study for instruction. But many of us, we're not serious about our Bible time and our study time. Paul was in prison. And by the way, you might want to reference the verse, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. It was Paul's second imprisonment. And he was writing the last epistle that he would ever write. And he's getting down to the end of that epistle. And old Apostle Paul, he's in the cold. He's down in that damp prison. And it's so cold that he's shivering. He needs a coat and he's all alone. He has no television. He has no radio. He has no internet. This is his prison. Here's what he's writing. Listen to what he says. He says, The cloak that I left with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee. And the books, but especially the parchments. Here's old Paul. He had to leave in a hurry. Didn't have time to get his coat. Didn't have time to get his library. Didn't have time to get his Bible, the parchments. But can you imagine a man like Paul being in prison like that? with Listen, without anything to read. And then, all of a sudden, instruction. Because, you know what? When you rush and leave Troas, he left all this. And now Carpus, Carp, oh boy, take care of this for me. I got to get out of here. And he says, now look, when you come to me, bring the cloak. It's wet in here. It's damp in here. It's shivering in here. Don't ever get so spiritual that you don't take time for your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost of God. Don't ever get the idea that you're spiritual. Don't uh, worry about all of this and that. But I'm going to tell you something. We've got to take care of our bodies. And as I've been going through this problem with my throat, what a test that it's been for me ever since Christmas time. And so, I'm glad that... Uh, Winter, we're in winter. It's been some of the coldest temperatures that it could ever be. And here, Paul tells old, uh, uh, Timothy, he said, bring my cloak. Bring my covering, amen. I need something for my body. I need something for my soul. 
Who was this man? Who, he was saying, the Apostle Paul. I'm glad that every one of us, we can go through life and remember, don't ever get beyond the place where you need, uh, you think that you don't need to study, where you don't need to learn, where you don't need to grow. Because the Apostle Paul, at the end of his journey, he was saying, I want to learn. He told young Timothy, give me yourself to reading. And I'm glad that every one of us, we need to read for the enlightenment, amen, of the word of God. And I'm glad that every one of us need to get in this new year of Bible study, that we read through the entire word of God. Not only do we read, amen, for enlightenment, but we read for enjoyment. Get in the word of God and let it begin to bless you like nothing else can, praise God. Read for enrichment, amen. Read for the joy that it gives you when you read the word of God, amen. I'm glad that when you read for enrichment, that there's a devotional truth for the heart, amen. And so every one of us, there's a doctrinal truth for the mind. There's a practical truth for the will, praise God. Whether you're growing in knowledge, whether you're really purchasing the truth, ask yourself this question. Am I getting excited about getting the truth in my life? Because I'm glad every one of us can experience. We can read for the enablement that it brings, amen. And I'm glad that every one of us it costs something, praise God. Amen. It costs time. It costs discipline. Amen. To read the enlightenment, the enjoyment, the enrichment. Amen. The truth for the heart. Amen. And I'm glad that every one of us, it costs obedience. What's it going to cost? It's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you discipline to get the truth. But that Bible, when you read it, when you get Amen. That straight line that measures everything in your life of the truth of the wonderful Holy Spirit of the Word of God. Listen, you will get the best because it costs obedience. I'm glad that if you obey the truth, every one of us, James chapter 1 verses 21 and 22 he says, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Now listen, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. A person who comes to be able to do something for the Lord this morning. And I'm going to tell you something. Every one of us, we need to be wise when we do things for the Lord. But when you begin to receive the truth, what does it cost? It costs time. It costs discipline. It costs obedience. And so, three things about the straight line of truth. We must prize the truth, amen. Amen. Truth is indispensable. Truth is absolute. Truth is attainable, praise God. We must purchase the truth, amen, because it costs time, it costs discipline, amen, and it costs obedience. But lastly, in closing, we must preserve the truth. Finally, we get to this. And I'm glad that there are only those who would deny the truth. Because again, in verse 23, by the truth, now watch this, and sell it not. Sell anything else before you would sell the truth. Titus 1.9 says, holding fast the faithful word. Titus 1.9, Jude 1.3, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Jude 1.3, we have to guard against those who would deny the Bible. And there are those who would deny the truth all over America today, all over the world. Not only that, but there are those that would distort the truth. 
There's an open war on the word of God everywhere. And we have to guard against those that would distort the truth. Even in the churches, they want to make it sound so that the uh, uh, homosexuals and lesbians can get married. They want to make it sound to their benefit. And they want it to change today and yesterday. But I'm telling you, not only are those that would deny the truth, those that would distort the truth, where there's an open war on the word of God, listen, that we've got to guard against those that distort the truth. But listen, let me tell you something. There are those that would dilute the truth. Those not only that deny it, those that distort it, but those that dilute it. Many people, when they get together today, they want to change everything. Don't change the message to please the congregation, pastors. We have people today that are talking about user-friendly churches. Well, it's all right to be friendly as you can be. But friend, it's not primarily our job to fill the auditorium. It's the job to fill the pulpit. We can't dilute the truth to try to bring more people in. We got to tell the truth. We got to preach the truth. We got to teach the truth. Hallelujah. There are those that would defile the truth as well. Those out there today, for he said, the Bible says, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 2 verse 17, for we not as many which corrupt the word of God. I'm going to tell you something as I close out. The Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. And when the child of God looks into the word of God, sees the son of God, changed by the spirit of God, into the image of God for the glory of God, I believe that we have learned the truth of God. We prize it. We praise God. We purchase it. We persevere it. I'm glad every one of us as Christians, wherever we go every day, need to proclaim the truth. All truth comes at one great focal point, And that is, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Listen, the gospel is truth. And with all of my heart and all that I am, God will fill you with his spirit. He'll give you peace and power that you've never known. God will set you on a journey of discipleship where you can be a disciple and learn truth. And that truth is the only thing that will make you free. It is the only thing that will give you the freedom that you need. Amen. And so, of these four commodities that are not cheaply acquired, they come at a great price. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad a priceless treasure for a great purpose of the Proverbs that Solomon is telling us. Amen. God's word is truth as we receive it and as we go forward. If you're sacrificing your children's spiritual training, for participation and success in worldly activities. Oh, I want them to be a great ball player. I want them to be the most intellectual. I want them to get a college degree. I want them to get a college. It's nothing wrong with that. But don't sacrifice a children's spiritual training for their participation and success in worldly activities. The set of Proverbs here says that we should convict our hearts. We train our children and we prepare for all areas of life. And as Proverbs teaches, the spiritual area is the key to true success in all lessons, in all things that we do, in everything that we're part of. I and you should be able, as the Word of God tells us, amen, that as we go forward and as we take the Word of God, it tells us, it says, listen, buy truth and sell it not, also wisdom and instruction and understanding. I hope and pray 
that as you're going through life, that you begin to realize that some of the greatest things that we must prize the truth, purchase the truth, persevere that truth as well as we go through life. Father, thank you for the straight line of truth that we measure all things. We may measure our doctrine by it. We measure everything by that straight line of truth, Father. Help us, Lord, as we continue to go forward. And Lord, as we begin to apply the straight line of truth in our lives each and every day, God, cleanse us. Let us receive it, your Holy Spirit, by faith and go forward to take these great things that will give us the greatest ability, a Father, to have, to measure all walks of life as we spend our energy, our effort, our truth, our wisdom, our discipline, and our understanding, Lord, everything by these four commodities that are not cheaply acquired, that come at a great price. Father, thank you so much for your precious word of God, the straight line of truth. Amen.